Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 76. Uh, sorry for the little bit of delay that we just had. It was some technical difficulties behind the scenes. But anyways, let me go straight into my cohorts, starting off with my boy Steph. Steph, how you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I had two two days to digest the uh, ugly tied at home against uh, the last uh, one of the last teams of the league. Yeah. And uh, so now I'm feeling better. So we'll, we'll get into it. Agreed, agreed. How about you, Christian? How are you doing today, bro? Yeah, I was hoping that we would have just taken care of business and that this could be just a relaxing pod about how we wanted to just beat Benfica for the sake of pride and, you know, make fun of Braga for fucking choking in Pondella. But we don't get to have that podcast, unfortunately. We get to have this... The slightly panicked, are we really about to bottle this on the last day of the season again podcast? So, fuck yeah. Yeah. Typical Spartan fashion. We cannot relax for a second. Not even a second. Anyways, let's go straight into the Twitter questions before you move on to the game. Uh, because the less said about the game, the better. Let's be real here. Um First question comes in from our boy Nunu Gabriel at Kati Valins on Twitter. He asks uh, two questions, but I'll go with the first one. Uh, serious question. What are what are everyone's thoughts on Ristovsky? Seriously, I admire his gara, much like Juan Pereira when he was ours, but Risto's first touch is atrocious. So many times yesterday I was yelling at him for bad first touches. Unreal. Uh, Steph, I'll pass that one off to you. What are your thoughts on, or I guess he said everyone, so I'll pass it off to everybody. But first, Steph, what are your thoughts on Risto? Um, I, I'm not going to take too long because um, um, I did, uh, you know, actually uh, give my opinion about Vitovsky. But like uh, Gabriel said, he's full of gara, you know, uh, he fights for the ball. But uh, Gabriel couldn't have said it better. His first touch and even his final touch, uh, his vision is uh, really terrible. And he can cross for shit. Uh, so I guess he could be a backup, but he's not the uh, start, uh, starting uh, uh, right fullback or midfielder that uh, Ruben Emelin is looking for. We need some major upgrades, and Ritovsky is not the solution. Yeah. How about you, Christian? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always liked him. I feel like he's definitely taken like, a, I mean, he had like some players, right? Some players have been better since the restart. Some have been worse. Risto has definitely been worse since the restart. Um, I mean, basically he is good enough to be a backup and truthfully, that's what he was supposed to be. I mean, we spent 7.5 million on a right back, right? He was supposed to back him up and circumstances unfortunately led to him playing a lot more than he should have especially in this um in this three five two three four three whatever you want to call it formation like him uh, as the wing back like he, he just doesn't have like the, the quality the final third the crossing accuracy every now and again he does put a nice one in but like it's just not consistent enough taking guys on like uh, up and down the flank like the work ethic there is there but just the quality isn't there. Um, so, yeah, is what it is. We don't really have anything else right now. Um, but if Porto comes or another right back, um, yeah. Rostovsky did extend his contract, so I don't think he's leaving. But 
yeah, he shouldn't be playing as much as he as he is. Uh, if we do get another right back, I wouldn't mind him being a sub again. Like you said, yeah. you hit, a nail, hit the nail right on the head. Uh, Rosier came for seven point five, and Mama Balde. He has he should have been the starter. He had what two starts this this season? Maybe like three, um, five than, appearances uh, more, total. Maybe, maybe like maybe he touched uh, double yeah. digits. Okay, I think played, so. Nonetheless, nonetheless, yeah. I don't remember him playing to be honest. He hasn't played in a I, long time. Exactly, and and he also seems like a very injury prone right back as well. Um, and and again, we sold we sold um, Thierry as well. So, uh, you know, we we gave up some spots. So for sure, I understand the, this frustration with Risto, but I think I I still think he's all right. I, I missed last game, admittedly. I, I was working, but. Other than that, I thought he played well in the other games. I think he's okay, but yes, yeah. I would not be opposed to a to a starting right back coming in uh, on the transfer window. Nunu's next question uh, is: Why do you think Ruben Amorim played uh, Tiago Tomaj up top to start instead of Pedro Minge? Um, and then why throw in why throw him in uh, Tiago's place in the second half uh, when changing the forward clearly wasn't the issue since we couldn't get a decent ball to the front man. Bad decision in my opinion. Um, so yeah, what, what does, why is Tiago Tumaj starting ahead of Pedro Minge? Uh, Steph, I'll, I'll give that one to you, dude. It's gotta be a, a question of, uh, of, uh, performance in, in, uh, and, um, in, in practice throughout the week. It's something we're not seeing as fans. It, it, it's, it's because it was sealish, uh, didn't give him a chance. Kaiser didn't give him a chance. Uh, Pizarro hardly gave him a chance, and now uh, Ruben Amorim is not giving him a chance. So now you tend to 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 uh, to ask yourself: Is this a problem with the older coaches, or is this a problem with with the player himself? Um, and Ruben Amorim, so far, so far, he seems to be a fair coach. Meaning that if you practice hard, if you show that. That you you're willing to give it all, you know, throughout the games, then most likely is going to give you the knot for you to play, or at least make the the, the squad of 19 now. I believe now it's 19 people called to play a game, uh, or at least to make the convocatoria, uh, the squad list. So I think it's a question of what whatever the the coaches see when he practices on a daily basis at the uh, academy. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'd agree with you. Um, next question comes in from Joel De Silva at uh, Joliang underscore 073. And Christian, anything Jersey related, let me just tell you, I'm passing it off to you. Uh, he asks, thoughts on the new away shirt? Uh, the braille and the line on the bottom left were clearly copied uh, from previous years, but personally, I still like it. What are your thoughts on the jersey? Yeah, um, for me... Uh... Uh, I'll just go seven out of ten. Um, it's not bad. It's not great. It's actually a very similar in color scheme to the one I'm currently wearing, uh, which is just like bl- like black. Which just looks good with sporting kits, right? Like every black away kit we've had, like including this one, is like it, there's like a, a pretty pretty high floor. Like it can it can't be that that bad, you know. Um, like the the scratch is maybe a little bit gimmicky, um, but it's also kind of cool. Like I I definitely can see that some people hate it and some people love it. 
Um, the one thing for me is that I can't unsee the Monster Energy logo. It looks very, very similar to the Monster Energy logo, which is <laughs> unfortunate. Unfortunate, because every time I look at it, I immediately think that I need to like uncondition myself to do that so that the shirt will get better for me. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overall, you know, seven out of ten. Not not anything, not the greatest shirt they've ever made, but you know, definitely not not bad. Yeah, I, I'd uh, give that. It's tough. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm just, I'm just gonna throw my two cents really fast. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna take long, but. It looks like a training jersey. Exactly. It doesn't Speaking, look like, you know, a jersey that you use for an official game. I, I could, I would be fine with it as a training jersey, but that's the away jersey, and that's it, crush on the on the shoulder. It, it, it is surprising. It you, it's like yeah, what? It's like what? I mean, like, I've, like, compared to like, like the, the one, jerseys they sell. The one, the one, I got the the one the one you have on yeah. now is beautiful. The one you have on, I now, agree. Right? Yeah, I like that one. Uh, but that one it looks like the little. This one's like a shoulder. more a more classic look, obviously. Yeah, right exactly. The little scratch on the shoulder. It, it, it sounds. It looks like you know we got hurt in the process of that fucking jersey. <laughs> That's what's on know. the inside, bro. The inside stripe, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and just uh, speaking of training jerseys, Christian actually brought this up earlier. The uh, training jersey, what is it the green on top and the yellow on the bottom? Yeah. Currently sold yeah. out. You can only get it if you're 2XL. So if you're 2XL and want that shirt, jump on it. Uh, and honestly, I like those more than more than all our, our second, that jersey, that the one with the claw. I like those yellow and green ones a lot better, to be honest. I was hoping we yeah. were having another yellow jersey. Yeah, it, it doesn't look bad at all. That uh, the training yeah. jersey, it, it, look, it looks a, lo a little bit too Brazilian for me, but I'm okay with that. Fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question, or or Pasfreira. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pasfreira. <laughs> next question comes in from. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're on our way there anyway. Yeah, so. we're pretty much there also. <laughs> Uh, next question comes in from Elk Shit Youth at Elk Shit Youth on Twitter. Um, he asks, or they ask, if you tr if you guys can pick, uh, can bring one sporting legend back, uh, retired or still playing, which one would it be? Your bet for the Benfica match? We won't answer that one. We'll talk about that one later. And uh, do you think Joelson or another important player will leave us in the summer? And if yes, who would you buy as a replacement for that player? Um, so yeah, a legend you would bring back and. Who do you think, and do you think Joelson's leaving? Steph, I'll pass one off to you. Um, so uh, a legend I would bring back. So it could be retired or, um, okay, so that's a, that's an easy one. Or an active player. Hey, Danny, you froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Kubuka Verta, man. I had a feeling I was lagging. I was lagging. Yeah. A little. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I if I could bring Cristiano Ronaldo, that's a no-brainer. I would bring him back. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he wants yeah. to come back. I mean, uh, he's uh, how much does he make? Thirty million a year. Just for so, this, yeah. Yeah. So that Too would much, be yeah. half. That would be half of our budget. Um, 
So, and uh, the second question was, what was the second question? Uh, do you think Jawson's leaving? Or, or, um, or another important player will leave us in the summer? I'm not against any player leaving because that's why you have the you when you make players you make deals with the players uh, with the contracts and that's why you have the release clause. So if it's 45 million now it's I believe it's 45 million for Joelson and most of the players. The only one that's at 60 million is um, um, Giovanni uh, Borges. So if somebody uh, calls Sporting and says, hey, we want to buy Joelson for 45 million, we have no say. But as long as they pay 45 million and not a penny less, I don't like the deals of objectives and goals. And if they win the championship, if they qualify for the Champions League, no, it's 45 min millions and no less, especially from a British team. Arsenal seems to be the one interested in Joelson Fernandes. As long as you pay $45 million for 17 years old, I don't think that's a bad piece of business. Exactly. That's really a bargain nowadays compared to the youngsters. Um, yeah. I'll quickly get into the comment left by Walt for that question. He would bring back Peter Schmeichel or Balakov. Uh, he mm -hmm. thinks we're going to lose against Benfica. And he says, uh, in terms of an important player leaving or Joelson, he says, yes, Aquinga and anyone else above $5 million as these directors <laughs> are lost. <laughs> and uh, last Twitter question before we get into one on uh, YouTube here uh, from our boy Francisco, but comes in from Football No Filter, our boys uh, Steph, Bruno, and uh, oh my God, the Benfica, the George, George, yes, our friends over there. Um, they ask, how many reinforcements does Sparty need to buy and which sectors? He also asks, 45 million for Joelson, is that a good deal? So Christian, I'll pass the one off to you. What I wish we would do is like a classic like champion English championship overhaul where we're like half the team hmm. is out and like we bring in 12 players, six of them on freeze and spend a little bit. It's like, I, it's like low key, I, we should just do that. You know, it's like there's so much shit that we need to get rid of. You need to accept that you're not making money back on several of them, like Eduardo, um, maybe Dumbia, um, you know, maybe like Rostovsky, Rozier, like you got to cut your losses at some point with a lot of these guys. Neto, like, I, I, like, I don't know what the plan is for a lot of them. Um, the ones that I do think are going to leave are for, most likely Acuna. And I think Acuna is definitely gone. Kawats oh, maybe. Yeah. And Nunu Mens maybe. Like there's no way that he can play that good and like not like – Get serious. Like, Sporting's gonna have to fend off serious interest if he does stay, because like he's just been phenomenal. And it's like if if I can watch him and identify that, like you think that scouts at Juventus and Man U and whoever the fuck else can't see that? No, they can. They can obviously see that too. Um, I actually saw that like Juventus like was sniffing around because he's really fucking good. Um, and he's he's played. It's not like he played like one game and did that. He's done that and like eight games at this point so it's not a fluke um so yeah yeah agreed and uh last question comes in from francisco match on youtube he asks overall uh what do you guys think about the tactic system of ruben Amorim? i don't like it that much not having a specific attacking midfielder or a striker that supports uh makes the attack kind of weak 
Um, I think he brings in a good point there. I like three at the back though. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I just think we don't have the right personnel personally. Uh, but Steph, I'll, I'll give that one to you as well. What are your thoughts on, on the tactic system of Ruben Amorim? Um, I think uh, I like it personally, but uh, you have to have the right players for that tactic. And that's why Ruben Amorim, he already has a list of uh, players he desires for his tactic. Um, but I'm a strong believer you should have more than one tactic. So far, he's used uh, the 3-4-3 heavily. But I would like him to use the uh, the typical traditional uh, 4-4-1 or 4-3-2. Um, and I'm pretty sure he has that on his playbook. Um, but these 10 games, we got what we wanted as fans, which was Ruben Emorim to give a chance to the youth to show what they got. And they've, he, he, he gave a chance to pretty much everyone to, to, show, to show him what he's got. And I think... I think Seriously, in a in a very negative note, some players will be cut, and some players will be loaned, and some players will not like it. But if we want Sporting to to uh, run for the title race, it's not going to be with this team. Let's be completely completely honest. It's not going to be with this team. Finishing third, it's just because the rest of the league is shit. Uh, or fourth, we could finish fourth actually. Uh, but let's be optimistic, and let's say we finish third. Uh, but that's because Braga wasn't that great either. Guimarães, Riuav, Famalicão, no one was expecting them to do so great. We kind of suspected they would have a good team because Mens was involved. But Bulnes, the fake one, uh, Vitória de Stubel, uh, all those teams, they, they performed below average. Uh, Sporting was the most average. Uh, a lot more was expected from our club. And uh, Ruben Amorim is the right coach for Sporting. Uh, but I'm I, I'm going to bet that I don't play poker, but if I was a betting man, we're going to see a lot of changes in our club for next uh, for, for this preseason, for season 2020-21, if we want to run for the title race. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, Lauren just quickly asks: Has Miguel Luis been in the squad? Uh, listen, he was. He was most recently on the, this, this on the bench. Game. He was on the bench. Yeah. Oh, okay. We did so question his his life. We were so concerned. He's we were concerned, and then he like that picture oh, where see, something was happening. Oh, it was someone's birthday, maybe. It was like a group picture, and Miguel Luis was identified in that picture. And it was the first time he had appeared in uh, about two months. So I understand why you were questioning if he's alive or not. But I can confirm he was alive at least. He is. Um, on Monday, he was alive. Last Unless, scene, Monday. Exactly. <laughs> Unless it was a um, weekend at Bernie sort of situation where he's dead <laughs> but just on the bench. <laughs> he, he's still breathing. <laughs> uh, all right. The next, qu the next question, nothing. The uh, the starting lineup for the Stuball game, of course, Sporting played Stuball and drew 0-0 on Monday, uh, last game at uh, Alvalade for the season. Um, the lineup was as followed: we had Luis Max and Net, Eduardo Kurejma, Sebastian Quach making his 200th uh, appearance in a Sporting jersey. So a round of applause for our Capitão. 
and Mark Jaquinha in the back. We had Ristovsky and Nuno Mendes on the wings, uh, or as wingbacks, with Wendell and Mateus Nunes in the midfield, with Gonzalo Plata, Chic Geraldes, and Tiago Tomaj up top, with substitutions of Lucian Vieto coming back from injury, uh, Pedro Minch for the last like 10 ish minutes, and Jolson Fernandes. Um, yeah, a, a stew ball who's fighting for survival. Um, but we are also still fighting for our Europa League spot. Christian, I'll start it off with you. What were your thoughts on this game, dude? Uh, Stubble played <laughs> despite being in a position where it's like, uh, you, you got to get a point here at least. You maybe even have to win. They came out 11 at the back. Um, so that's Stubble. Stubble, that's like Stubble's eighth 0-0 game of the season. Like a third of their games end 0-0. And they just shit house their way there. Um, yeah, and now they've shit housed their way a point from from safety, so they they control their own destiny against Bolin Sad, who's now safe. So the game doesn't matter to them. So Stubble is in honestly prime position to save themselves now. I don't think so actually, because Tondela beat. Um, I think Stubble still in the. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, Portimonense is there. My yeah. Bad. Yep. So yeah, so Portimonense, who's been playing great, but just finally. Uh, had a bad game this 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 most recent match day lost they now find themselves back in the relegation zone because Stubble shit house the draw in Alvalade unexpectedly um, so yeah I mean I guess that's one way to to save yourself uh, they yeah. still haven't won in, in in fourteen or fifteen games but they they may they may do just enough just doing that I guess um, but as far as the game itself. Um, it was very much like the Morenense game, which we also massively struggled in. Similar dynamics. One team is just packing it in, and we just don't have enough creativity, firepower um, to break them down. Um, and I say break them down because, like, we didn't even create enough chances. Not only were we just, like, unable to score, but we were pounding on the door the whole game. No, it wasn't like that. We We... We couldn't, we couldn't create chances. We, it was like 80% possession in the second half. Um, I mean, it just like, it was everything but the final ball and that last bit of quality. Um, f funny enough, the, the only bit of quality that occurred in the final third was Vieto hitting a half volley after the whistle and it yep. going, it going in. Um, I, the, by the way, that's not a foul and Stubel players, the way I was going to bring that up, actually, yeah. Yeah, the way the Stubel players just collapsed, uh, time wasted, the whole thing was a disgrace. Like, from from the beginning, like, the whole 11 at the back and then just waste as much time as you can. See, this guy's making subs in in the 93rd minute to waste time. It, it, was, it was just ridiculous. You know, it's sad. Um, but, yeah, it's funny that the, the only quality in the final third came – uh, after the whistle and, and didn't count. Um, but Diago Tumas, invisible. Um, I mean, so many performances were just, like, mediocre. Um, Plata, I thought, was fairly mediocre again. Um, you know, Wendell was actually pretty good. I thought Wendell and Acuna uh, were probably the two best. Vizhidalz was actually not bad either. He, but he, he he was just lacking that last bit of quality like like everyone else you know he he had a couple good moments in the first half where he just 
he, he dribbled through a couple guys and then just that third ball was just a little bit too far. And it's just, that was just, that pretty much summed up the whole thing. Um, for every decent individual moment, it was followed up by just, just not quite enough quality. So yeah, it sucks. And like we touched on earlier, um, not taking care of business in this game just puts us in, you know, precarious, not, I guess it's not precarious because you do still control our own destiny, but just you, you, you've done, you've done this to yourself and you don't, you, you, you've now made a game against the second place team, your arch rival away, you know, matter and need to get a mm -hmm. result out of it as opposed to not having to worry about it because you couldn't take care of one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well said. How about you, Steph? Well, you know, I mean, um, Chris said it all, uh, uh, very disappointing game, very boring game. It looked like, well, like we say in the Portuguese idiot, Sultes contra Casados. Um, <laughs> It's it's it was clear that Lich Vidigali came he came with a system of um four two three one uh, super 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 defensive but I don't blame him because he was hired just for the final three games to keep Stubel in the first league because if Stubel goes to the second league pretty much that's it Stubel is is done because financially they uh, they are in trouble. So they need to stay in the first league for for money purposes uh, to get the money from the TV rights and the sponsors and all that stuff. The minute they drop, they they will lose all that uh, uh, all that cake. Um, so it's imperative that they stay in the first league. Uh, so I I don't I don't blame the anti jogo I don't blame the players faking uh, injuries. That's all part of the game. It sucks as fans. We don't like to see that, but it's up to Sporting in ninety in this in, in this what this was ninety four minutes, which the four minutes was kind of a joke. It should have been yeah. at least seven to eight minutes or all, all the time that was wasted. So the referee, it was really Ununa Almeida or Ferrari Vermelho. Uh, he screwed Sporting on that on on that uh, chapter of the game. I don't get it why uh, when Porto needs more minutes and Bifika needs more minutes, they get like eight, nine, ten minutes. But when it comes to us, and we saw, everyone saw how much time the goalie was was wasting, all the players on defense, as soon as they got a little push or a little shove or a little touch, they would roll down on, on the pitch and uh, waste 30 to 35 seconds. When you add everything up together, it's a lot of minutes they wasted. The playing time again, uh, it was like 42 minutes or 43 out of 94 minutes, which it's less than 50%. And that's embarrassing because as a fan, when you pay your ticket to go watch or you pay, when you pay the cable bill to watch a, a, a game, you want to see a good game. Uh, but again, I understand that. I understand that it's part of the game. It was, it was up to Sporting to find solutions to crack that super def def uh, defense, the uh, autocarro that was parked in front of uh, Stubel's uh, uh, goalie, uh, goal net, and we, we couldn't do it. Like Chris said, the deadly combination between uh, Nunez and Giovanni was not available for this game. Uh, and, um, and the plays we had on the pitch, uh, I'm highly, highly disappointed. Uh, I've, I thought that Nun Matheus Nunes actually 
played pretty good, carrying the ball and all that stuff. Uh, but apart from that, Wendell was way off. That was one uh, one of his most terrible games. Francis Giraldes didn't take opportunity of this game. Plata, hardly disappointed. Tiak Tomas, you know, he's only 17. He needs to get to know the team, get to know how to play in the first league. As Maldats, the jogar contra uh, equipes de primeira divisão, totally different than playing for the sub-23 or sub-17. Uh, in this case, Kowatz was okay. Quaresma was average. Acuna, I was expecting more for him too. It looks like our team, we have non-professional players. They can't even take a shot from the outside of the box. Uh, and then the substitutions were terrible. I mean, Vieta was way off. His vision was way off. When we needed him the most, he was not there. Um, and then who else came in? Joelson um, Fernandes came in into the game, but he was limited as well uh, with so many players. He, we can expect this kid now to resolve our problems when we could solve them in, in 67 minutes. That's when he came in. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. And the Ruben Emering, I think he'll be able to accomplish uh, those goals, that, which is, uh, I'm not going to say the Sporting will be champion next year, but uh, a team to be at least competitive. Uh, that when we play against Porto and uh, Benfica and Braga, we're not shitting uh, you know, in our pants and you know trembling and, oh, my God, how is it going to be that we can remain competitive? And, and uh, which means we're going to have to sell certain players and buy uh, certain players in different sectors because this team so far doesn't give us any guarantees. Do we have some youth that, that, that they are promising? Yes, we do but they will not be good enough to compete in four different competitions, which is Liga Nos, uh, Tasa de Liga, UEFA, and um, Tasa de Portugal. So yeah. that it's, it's a long season, which is supposed to start, I believe, the 20th of September. I saw some, some dates. And the League Cup, actually, will be the proposal is only eight teams. Uh, mm -hmm. The six, six top of league and us, and the the two top of uh, the uh, second league. That's the proposal. It's not a. It's it's not definite yet. Mm -hmm. uh, the the clubs have to vote on it. But if they say yes, it'll be less games, which I think it's it, it, it's it's good, and it will be played in December. They they put some dates, uh, but nothing has been approved yet. But I think yeah. that's that's a good solution. I don't think they should get rid of the cup. It won't be played at Braga, finally. I think, Thank I God. Was, I know. I think that was so fucked up that they keep on giving it to Braga. Stupid. So, yeah. No, yeah. So it looks like it might be in uh, Coimbra, Lady. Three three different cities uh, bidded for, for uh, the Cup League, which is good. That's the way it should be. It should be mm -hmm. different cities in Portugal and give those cities uh, time to promote it and I'm pretty sure it will be successful if you give a whole year for, let's say, if Coimbra uh, wins uh, the, the bid. They have a whole, a whole year to advertise it. And then even me, I could say, hey, honey, you want to go to Portugal for this weekend if uh, Sporting makes it that far? 
you know, uh, you know. I mean, I think that's a good move by the by by the league. Uh, but coming back to this game, it was a very boring game. I was actually supposed to go to the beach with the family, and I had to regret not going uh, because huh. after the game, epa, I was with my pile of nerves. Uh, I just had to go around the go walk around the neighborhood to remember, get my stress. I, we almost we <laughs> almost lost. Remember, remember. I was going to say and the Cunha Wendell, Wendell, or Wendell gave Wendell, the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if yeah, we fucking lost this game, dude. We could that, that yeah. then we then the possibility of us getting a draw. Um, well, yeah, that, yeah, if if, if like it, it, that would be you know we'd be not even tied with Braga, they'd be ahead of us. But I think we, we lose out on the tiebreaker to Braga anyways. So Yeah, yeah we do. We have to we have yeah. to we have to equal or best their result. And we, also, we, we, we won against Braga at home, but we lost in Braga. Yeah, we won yeah. we won one nothing and lost two to Three, one. one. Two, two to one. Yeah. So it's two two, but they have the away goal. From in yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which, by the way, we sh- I don't we shouldn't have won that game. We should have lost like four one. And somehow yeah. we won. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Was that that was that, that was, was Kaiser very, still, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like the, no, that one was, of the earliest games of the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think like I think that was like the third Jordanada or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, anyways, yeah. I was just about to mention that. Stubal almost walked away with it. So uh we also have to Braga also faced Porto and Porto at least put on a performance this weekend, so we can maybe defend on, on depend on Porto for that, but um, but yeah, uh, Steph, I was just gonna ask you. Uh, Christian already mentioned it, um, and I agree with Christian's views. But what were your thoughts on uh, the foul outside the box on um, what on Pedro? Well, Pedro Minch fouled the Stubal player just before Quats headed it to Vietu, and Vietu had a half volley go in, but the referee obviously blew the whistle too soon. Do you think that was the right decision, wrong decision? What were your thoughts on that, dude? Uh, and that's that's a culture of the Portuguese league. The referees they they have the the whistle too close, and they they just way too fast in blowing the whistle. And once he blew the whistle, the the play was dead. There's there's nothing the VAR can do. There's nothing nobody can do because once once it's blown, it's dead. Huh. And that's a good way. I hate to say it this way. I don't think I don't think it was it was applied on, on this game, uh, but that's a good way to still control referees and still keep the corruption corruption alive. It's one of of the ways that a corrupt referee could you know purposely blow the whistle, kill the play, and the VAR can even intervene. It's still you know there's still room for for some referees that uh, will allow themselves to be bribed. Which I don't think it was the case on this one. I think on this case, no, this is just it, incompetence. <laughs> yes, exactly. Incompetence to talk. It's like, it's like how? It, I mean, after the ninth Stubal player like does a dive, it's like at what point do you figure out that they're they're just diving? I guess you don't because he never did. But at what point would like how many minutes would it take your normal person to figure out what was going on? I'm, I'm I'm laughing about the the, the comment from Jacosta, the George to the, the Australian saying, yeah, say, waking yeah. up, waking up at 4 a.m. for me to kill a merda, what a waste of time for this. 
They ought to be paying you for that, man. That was that was melhor dormir, man. <laughs> oh man, I I, to, I seriously told my wife, listen, I, I'm not going to the beach because sporting place today. And her response was, "Oh, you still wasting your time watching it?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know. I, I should have listened to her, you know, because that game really, really took me down, man. It really took me down because it's it like was a- one of those games that, you know, give it all, guys. Fucking hey, man. Just get it done. Get the fucking third place locked Last in. Last game at Let's home. move on. Yeah, so now you put a lot of pressure on these on the these young players to go study the lose, even though it's empty. But it's a lot of pressure yeah, on them. Still, yeah. Well, which I don't think they can handle the pressure. Honestly, I don't think we will win a study to lose. I, I want no. to as a fan, but I don't think we equipped for, for that kind of we're pressure. We're going to need the, double, I think the double streams up because the second game is going to be more important, honestly, than our game. Uh, because I don't think we're going yeah. to win, which means I don't think we're going to control our destiny. And that includes a draw. So we're going to have, the to, only thing, we're gonna have uh, to have our the eye on the other one. The only thing we need is a draw. So, no, a draw doesn't. You know, if they win, a draw doesn't. If they win, we're fucked. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. A draw is enough. No, it's not because then we'll have the same. No, yeah, we're two points. Be, three points ahead. Two. We have no three. We have oh, 60. Three. They have 57. So okay. a draw is enough. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. So a draw is enough. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, we lost. tied. Yeah, right. They lost this weekend. We, we tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels yeah. like a loss. It feels like a loss. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, but you, you know, you know how it is when we need a tie and we play defense. That's when we lose. Exactly. And and yeah. like you mentioned, you don't think uh, the player. I don't think I'm with you. I don't think these young players are ready for prime time either. I don't think the pressure will handle it. And and clear prime example was against Porto. We had a solid ten minutes. In the beginning, and then the moment Porto started to really control the game, you can see the the heads lost. And this was with our best players in in. I mean, it's safe to say Jovan is our best player now, young, but he's one of our better players. We we had Sporad in there, and he seemed lost. We we still had a backline of of uh, of Kowach in there, and I mean Kowach did well, but obviously leading that backline, especially with Kurejma, No Matthew, um, it's going to be a big ask, and. Again, like you said, I don't think the youngsters are ready as well. And I mean, even the professionals we had in the beginning of the season weren't ready as we lost 5 nothing. My only fear is that repeating because now with George Zouche coming in, and I guess we can transition into that, with George Zouche coming in, I think George Zouche is, is known for his first season at a club, them being lights out. We're prime example of that. We should have had a league. Uh, if, if it wasn't for other circumstances that Verandes refuses to talk about, of course. But we should have had a league in 15-16 with George Zouge's first year. Now, Befica have him. I don't know if he's going to be on the bench. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. I guess more on to tomorrow. I don't know if Befica had a rest day today or not. Uh, maybe that's why George Zouge wasn't at practice. But George Zouge confirmed that Befica. Um, he's in Portugal. We'll see if he's at training tomorrow. Um, I don't see a Benfica without him for the Tasa de Portugal, at least. So it'd be interesting to see if he does play against Sporting or not. But I think, or not play, but he does coach against Sporting or not. 
But um, I hope yeah. he plays. I, but, I, but, I hope he plays too. <laughs> really fast. So the game Sporting Braga um, back in uh, 2019, which was on August 18th, the coach was Kaiser. Yeah. We won 2-1. Uh, Wendell Brun Fernandes scored, and he, Wilson Eduard uh, scored for Braga. Yeah, and I agree with Chris. I saw that game. We shouldn't have won the game. I don't even know how we yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. Um, and then um, the 2015 and uh, season in 16, uh, we still might get that championship. Hold your horses. The system is the, – the resistance this system, I don't trust them, of course. So I'll give it maybe a, a 5% chance. <laughs> I'm saying we should have, though. That's all I'm saying. We should have no, had that. No, league. no. We, we this, broke the this, points record. We both yeah, we did. We tied. No, we tied with it. They broke uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. That was against. That was against Maritim. That's still the court system. All I'm saying is, even uh, even Bruno Carvalho brought it up in one of his podcasts because you guys know he does a podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, he brought it up that. 2015 and 16, 16 season, there's still a lot of court uh, cases pending. So it's taken a while. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, yeah. But that's it. That's it. That's what I wanted to mention. Hopefully yeah, when they yeah. make a decision on that in 2030, uh, we've won the league by then, so it won't be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the same way they did to Gilles Vicente. They <laughs> fucked him over like eight years ago <laughs> brought them up this year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, before Befica, actually, let me just ask you guys if you have a man of the match. I'll, I'll give mine to Wendell, even though he almost fucked us right at the end. No, I don't. I, the whole team was shitty. Deserved. How about uh, you, Chris? I'm going to go Acuna. I just thought he was had more quality than the average person out there. And he was clearly, um, like, clearly, like, a class above most of them uh yeah. i kind of like him at that left center back spot yeah and yeah yeah perfect yeah. um okay let's go into benfica we we both we all mentioned i'm not confident in a win either or even a draw i think we all mentioned that um the only good thing going for us right now currently is uh benfica have yet to sign slimani they have yet to sign cavani they have yet to sign uh, 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 Messi. Apparently, they're linked to everybody nowadays. Um, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Gelsen Martins. Uh, though I was going to say Ruben Smith. He's almost going to Porto. We can maybe talk about that in a bit. Uh, but your overall thoughts, especially on this George Zouge to Benfica thing, um, do you think he's going to be on the bench? Uh, what's the likelihood of him being on the bench? And do you think it'll make a big difference with him on the bench opposed uh, to Verissimo? Because they did win a big uh, 4-0 against a, um, a Avj who uh, haven't been paid in months, mind you, with that whole... Some shit happened. Some shit happened. <laughs> funniest soap opera that's been going on, of course, just before they play Benfica. But anyways, what are your guys' thoughts? Steph, I'll start with you. Okay, so on the, uh, on the uh, Avj-Benfica game... Um, let's say it straight. It's not Befica's fault by any means. No, I mean, no. uh, the the, the uh, Avs was owned by by an 
owner that pulled off and sold everything and he said fuck ups basically um so my sympathy to ups they try the, the players they they try to honor the club by staying in the, the remaining uh, two games which they played against the fika now they're trying to find a way to go all the way to Algarve and play against Portimonense. uh but a lot of players have resigned uh so they're relying on uh, the Kama municipal ups to help them so a lot of sympathy to them because apparently somebody stole the Portuguese <laughs> cup. Um, yeah, and the bus keys. And Must, the bus keys. And the keys I think, to the stadium. I think the, the Taça Portugal was stolen by uh, Juveleu or something because it's ours. Yeah. It deserved to be ours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Steph. No, no, no. I got you. No. Uh, so, uh, you know, a, a lot of sympathy for, for Avs, but in uh, in a sense what what uh, we see the whole world sees it so if you a player from um, from outside portugal you're asking yourself do i want to play for that shitty league no. do i want to be involved in such a a turmoil and a, a league that doesn't give any guarantees so it's not good publicity it makes our league weaker than it already is we have a weak league as it is yeah, i mean we we had no club going more than what we touched the league of Europa. Uh, that's it we we, we really sucked in uh, all competition champions league europa liga so um, it's not a good thing george uh, is coming back to Benfica. It shows, uh, it shows that uh, the president of Sporting Lisboa Benfica, Luis Felipe Vieira, is a mentiroso, is a fucking liar. Uh, he lies to his teeth. All he's concerned about is um, uh, the elections coming up. Uh, I spoke to some great Benficistas, the ones I respect immensely, uh, and they see it. They, they see it. They, they, they see what's going on. They see the truth behind it. He wants to win the elections, and he thinks that's the way to do it. So he went to get back JJ after he tried to sue him for $40 million because apparently JJ had stolen software from Bifik and laptops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that doesn't matter anymore. Jorge uh, Jesus himself, uh, he lacks of character. He lacks a backbone. He's also a liar. I'll never respect that man ever again. And it's not because he left Sporting and he's going back to Benfica. It's what he said when he came to Sporting about Benfica. He said they were corrupted. He said, eu sei muita coisa. In one of our games against Benfica, it, he turned to the fourth referee, and I have a video on my phone for those people that they, they are very forgetful when it's convenient, of course. Uh, certain Benficistas, not all, because a lot of Benficistas don't, don't approve this move of J.J., going to uh, Benfica. Uh, but he said it himself to the fourth three, mm-hmm. and that, that same day, Luis President of Benfica, and here I was he, just about to say that. Yeah. And he, he, here he comes again, and now he's the coach of Benfica, so he makes the president of Benfica a fucking liar, and he is a liar, and he's a thief, and he's very corrupted on a personal basis. 
And to me, if I was Benfica, I would be pissed. I would, I would want him out of my club because he's using the good name of the institution, which I respect a lot, Sporting Lisboa Benfica. He's using Benfica. He's wasting a lot of money. And Benfica are blinded because all, all they want, like Sporting I'm assuming, is win. All we want is win at the end of the day. But they blinded. This guy's wasting so much fucking money. A, a private jet to go to fucking Rio de Janeiro mm -hmm. to pick him up and bring that costs his money. And mm -hmm. now they 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 ask for a loan of sixty million dollar to the bank. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous what's going on at Benfica, and a lot of Benficaistas are waking up. But you still have a a, a big percentage of Benficaistas. They still support this guy amazingly or not because. People sometimes they lose the reality of life, which is the reality is this guy wants to win and no matter what. It doesn't matter if he brings Bifika down, and that's what he's doing. You know, a lot of titles at Bifika, I know my Bifika friends don't like when I say this, but they were won via corruption. Everybody knows that. They don't want to admit it, and then they stick to the narrative of Armavish. Foi provado. Nunca foi provado because number one, they don't let, let Rui Pinto talk. Number yeah. two, the, the, the judicial system in Portugal is, is worse than the judicial system in Somalia, which is non existent in Somalia. So, so you know, with everything said, uh, I had a lot of respect for, for a lot of efficacies, which I lost, and I have more respect for a lot of efficacies that I know that I still have a lot of respect for them because they see what's going on. And last but not least, one of the Benficistas, which is at Araújo, is a comedian in Portugal, well-known comedian um, on, on TV and all that. He, he said it himself, and I put the article and I posted it on Facebook, but himself he said it, that he's against this move of JJ coming back to uh to Benfica and the reason why is against it it's because when he left he should have never left he was one of the best coaches at Benfica but the reason why Luis Felipe Vieira didn't renew the contract because Sporting didn't didn't steal him for Benfica Luis Felipe Vieira didn't want him at Benfica no more at the time so what happened was he said este não é um treinador que aposta na formação Este não é um treinador que vai fazer equipas uh, para a gente sermos campeões da Liga Europa e da Champions League. Este não é um treinador do futuro para o Benfica. And here we go. Everything he said, which now with social media, it's easy to go back and track down. So to those Benficistas that eat a lot of cheese, we, we, we can show it to you and prove it to you that this was said. If your narrative is, epa, futebol é moderno, isso acontece, isto é assim, a vida é assim, then you lack a character, my friend. Uh, you, you shouldn't even be a soccer fan. You should dedicate yourself to uh, uh, fishing, to Sandy Hook, whatever beach you like the most. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but seriously speaking, and I, you know, I didn't want to waste so much time on this, oh, but no. this, this really bothered me because... People they think we don't we we dumb and we forget about shit like that. I'm just gonna quote something else. This is what he said uh, in one of the games against Bifi, Bifika. Eu conheço 
Olha que eu sei de muita coisa. Atenção, eu sei muito, muitas coisas do ano passado. Isso foi dito por José Jesus a 1 de novembro de 2015. And then he said, Luís Filipe Vieira, no dia 6 de julho de 2019, disse what he said. Enquanto eu for presidente, ele jamais voltará a treinar o Benfica. And what happened is back at Benfica. This is, this, this is, and then I'm going to quote one more thing and that's it. Okay. So this, this document was exclusive do sábado. Todos os processos do Benfica contra Jorge Jesus. A ação judicial tem quase 100 páginas. Lança mistério sobre telefonemas do treinador para um funcionário do Sporting e acusa, acusa-o, o Benfica, acusa-o de levar software. O clube avança com nove testemunhas e existe 14 milhões de imunização. Ok. So, my friends, now, why the fuck do you support this president and why the hell do you want JJ back when he said so much shit about your club, when he was at Sporting, calling you corrupted, that you won titles indeed in, via corruption? It goes beyond my understanding. Why the again? Why the fuck do you support this president? I have no fucking clue. If you really want to win, and it doesn't matter how you win, and corruption is accepted, then of course support them. But in my book, you're not my friend. In my book, you're not a good person. In my book, you're not un bon chef de familia. In my book, no vales merda nenhuma. That's how I'm done. hundred well said, stuff. Well said. Uh, before passing it off to Chris, I just have two points quickly to make. Um, one is um, it, it, both of them are towards the media. One, I, I question why the media never brought up the uh, the exact saying that you brought up, Steph. The uh, eu sei muita coisa, eu sei muita coisa. Not once was it brought up before. I hope I hope somebody has the balls to bring it up now because it deserves to be brought up. And two. Uh, Steph talked about a $60 million loan that they're asking for, private jets to Rio de Janeiro. I ask, um, why is nobody questioning? They were so quick to throw uh, Bruno Carvalho under their bus for all shit because of Facebook posts. Why is nobody questioning Jorge Zuz, who two years later goes to a rival where at, he was laying down against Maritimo, that rival that he's now playing at or now uh, coaching at, just won 40 million euros because of that that one game that he refused to make changes on. That one game that I, I, I hope Pichini, no Sporting Pichini is literally that, exactly injured. injured since the eighth minute, refuses to change him, refuses to change him. Exactly. So the fact that note that that I hope the media now has the balls to bring that up because I find it I find it really bullshit that, that that's the case. And that, if the media it doesn't bring it up on their own. The president of sporting is well within his right to bring it up. Like, is he going to do anything about it? No way. He he said uh, during elections he has a lot to talk about. About fifteen, sixteen, he's been fucking quiet. This is a great time. Quiet. To do it. If you're going to do it now, is the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, you got it. It is a perfect time now. But will he do it? No, he's not. Let's be real. He's got. I mean, it gets to a certain point where it's like. 
he's got what like two months like it, it get like once Jesus has been there for another season it's like it's weird if you start bringing it up with like a, a year after he's already been there it's like do it right now you know mm-hmm. yeah do it do it Anyways, next Christian. month yeah the, na- the name of the oh. Oh, really, really fast no my bad. Uh, the, the the name of the Befiquista that uh is totally against JJ coming back and Luis Fufieri. He hates Luis Fufieri. Eh, Ricardo Araújo Pereira. And he said, and then I'm going to send it to you, the, the link. É a demonstração definitiva de que Vieira não tem rumo para o Benfica. And then it's a long article. I'm not going to read it. But, you know, in a nutshell, he basically said that, you know, Luis Fifieri claimed that he had no conditions to train Benfica anymore because oh, era a verdade e o Jorge Jesus não posta nos jovens e no clube não tem dimensão europeia é esse o projeto Benfica and that's why he kicked him out of the club and now they got him back so I'll yeah. send it to you it's all in Portuguese but I know you guys know how to read Portuguese this is from the Benficaistas that have been associated with Benfica for mais 20 talents and he's seeing this, and I don't know why most of the fucking Benficistas don't see it. It's like, is it that important for you to win via corruption? It doesn't matter how you win. Corruption is the only way for you because that's why your club is known for now. It's fucking corruption with this fucking president. <laughs> he, he sucks. Like, Pinta Costa is the same shit. I hate him too. He's not good for Portuguese soccer. And I hate to tell you, I don't want to see Bruno Carvalho back in, the, in, the, in soccer either. Yeah, his, his cycle is over. Thank you so much. But uh, towards the end, he was a nutcase. Uh, he created a lot of problems for our sporting. I respect him as a man and a citizen. I think sporting should give him back Ukertan Socio, of course, because he was proven in court he was innocent. But I don't want him back just because, you know, what he it, did, he it, did. Thank you. But it's over. And it's too much of a cat. Listen, we're disunido as we are now with Bruno Carvalho at the club. It might be even worse than Verandas. Unless we win the league right away, it might be even worse, um, like, union problems, if you will. Um, but anyways. Yeah. Christian. I'm done. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, Christian, go. Yeah, I mean, just the one that – I mean, you guys, you pretty much touched on on all the, the, the goings-on um, at Benfica. Just the one thing that I want to bring attention to, and I've been, I've been calling it out to these guys on our like in our group chat, but just like the the narrative around Benfica and their finances in the past month has just completely done a one eighty. So like the whole like first off firing Bruno Lage like was incredibly expensive, and they're still gonna have to be paying him for like two years going forward. Um, because they had just signed into a, a, like a five-year contract renewal. He definitely wasn't cheap. Um, so that's the first thing. So that was like post-COVID. It's like, oh, Benfica might be selling now. They're they're in second. They're conceding. They're going to cut the salary. They're going to make some sales. They're going to you know contract a, a, a local coach to save money. And then all of a sudden, overnight, they have all this money for Jesus. All of a sudden, they're getting linked to players like Cavani, and James Rodriguez, who I can't even imagine how much those salaries of those players make. Um, I believe Cavani is out of contracts. You don't have to pay a transfer fee there. But what you're gonna you're gonna pay him like 15 million a year, 
and James and a signing bonus and a, and James he he still has a contract where you're gonna you're gonna pay fifty million and then pay him you know twelve million a year like it just it's it's crazy um I I don't I don't I truly I mean like I'm asking this genuinely like where did Benfica get all this money in the past like two weeks and just like it's like the same outlets that were reporting on the salary cuts and the, the moves that Benfica seem to be making are just like not even questioning. They're just printing that they're interested in these players as if like we're not supposed to notice that that doesn't make any sense. Like since when has any club in Portugal ever had financial spending power like that? And plus Benfica is not even guaranteed that they're getting the 40 million for being in the champions league. They have to win two rounds of qualifying to get mm-hmm. into the group stage. So it's like, I don't get it. I I truly, I truly don't get it. Like, did he make a crazy, ridiculous, like, like, some fucking sweetheart deal to to get some money from someone in the past like two weeks? Like, I don't know, man. But some weird shit just happened, and I think is all of a sudden loaded. So, <laughs> watch out yeah. because if they're if they're just splashing out money, they're gonna build a fucking super team this summer. It would appear because they have unlimited funds now all of a sudden so and they're not selling ruben diaz and they're not selling vinicius who are apparently are each worth a hundred million each um so those guys aren't getting sold so i don't know i i I, it seems like they're committed to some insane project with george jesus and they're going i mean you thought the ruben amorim was an all-in i mean this is like a what like 150 million euro all-in if it happens yeah. Listen, you ask certain hey, Benficas, uh, and they've been asking for a super team for years now from Luis Filiviera. So to certain Benficas, this is realistic. They don't even think about the debt that they have. This is this should be a the Befic, according to certain Benficas, Benfica should be like the Juventus of Portugal. Yeah. But anyways. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree um, with Costa. Uh, George Costa yeah. with this comment. Yeah. I mean. If, if Brun Carvalho wants to go for elections again, and then if he loses, he loses, respect the yeah. majority. I, I agree with that statement. Agreed, I agree yeah. with that. Agreed. Yeah. And to be fair, there, know, there's you know nobody... Why Befica, you know oh, why Befica oh. more money? They upped the, they upped the sell of uh, fucking cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... The global drug trade must have been must be popping off more than more than usual yeah. because they got a a sudden influx of cash. <laughs> either that, or, either that, or they called Iganos and they said, "Hey, the, the money that you supposed to give us in uh, in ten years, we need it now." And and I don't know if I mean I'm sure the listeners remember, but like. The the era of news when the only thing was the fifty million that Sporting owned the banks and how they were like doing this deal with Apollo, like the way in which the sporting financers are dove into by the media and scrutinized and honestly, like I know they're misleading at times. They're often misleading. Like where are those where are those guys right now? Like do they? Yeah. It's just it's just sad. Like, and I mean I. It's- you would think it shows- would realize it's like oh yes yesterday my club is cutting costs today they're signing Hamas Rodriguez like if you're a, if you're a fan like does that news cycle make sense to you it makes sense to you exactly yeah. 
It shows how, how, the, how Benfica controls the media in Portugal or the media sympathizes with Benfica more. I mean, yeah. have, you noticed that, uh, have you noticed that Porto was champion of Portugal? Did you guys notice that? <laughs> Not, really, no. Not really, no. Not really. Not <laughs> really. You know what's more important, JJ? Exactly. JJ just <laughs> got the Lisbon. JJ is having uh, breakfast. JJ is having lunch. JJ is taking his shit. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And in the meanwhile, Porto was campeão. Oh, shit. Porto was campeão. Ah, so That's a good that. point. You know, so I mean. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Benfica controls the media in Portugal, and I have no respect for the fucking media in Portugal. They're embarrassing. They are embarrassing. The Amer American newspapers have written more articles exposing Luis Vieira than the Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. The New York Times specifically. <laughs> yeah. The New York yeah. Times specifically. And yeah. you know what? You know what Benfica said? said? O gajo deve ser Sportingista Portista. Yeah. He's like an Indian sports reporter who lives in London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, a quick uh, a quick score prediction on the Benfica game, and then we'll also ask I'll also ask you about the Porto game. But first, uh, Benfica Sporting. I'm going with a uh, a respectable two one two one loss. It's never respectable when it's a loss to those fucks. But anyways, how about you, Steph? Um, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two two. Mm, I would like that. How about you, Christian? I was gonna say one one. Um, a kind of ugly one one, but I guess that would get the job done. So I'm here for it. I'm here for a draw. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, we have to we have to mention Porto Braga. Of course, if Braga um win and we lose, there's a possibility. There not a possibility. We 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 fall into fourth, which is a uh, um the uh, playoffs for the Liga Europa. So what are not your predictions? Even. Not third game? qualifying round. Not even the third round. qualifying. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. So anyways, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts, Christian? Uh, gonna win at least I think, I think they're going to draw. I think they're going to draw two, two. Fair enough. How about you, Steph? Um, I think, I think Porto is going to win actually. Uh, I think they will win. They have, they have no press whatsoever. They're already champion of Portugal. They want to finish in a positive high note. I think they will win. I would say two one or one two. I'd hope so. Um, and last but not least, we'll go into the relegation battle on Sunday. It's Portimonense against Avj, which is going to be interesting in itself. Um, and then Stuval Bilinis, Bilinis are obviously safe now. And then Mureres, Tondela. Tondela, 33 points. Not necessarily safe, I don't think. Let me just double-check no, the scoring record. They're not safe. Mm -mm. So they could they could be overpassed by a miracle, but they still could be overpassed. Um, of those three, Tondela, Stubal, and Purtimonis. Again, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you. I've been asking for the last few podcasts, but everything seems to change. Who's going down, guys? I'm saying I wanted Tondela, but I don't think it's possible. I'm saying Stubal. Really? I personally, I think it is Portimonense now. I think Stubal with the draw saved themselves because now they're going to play Bolnes sad and Bolnes sad. Uh, it doesn't matter to them anymore. Sure. But sure. I'm guessing they're still going to play the exact same way. That they, like that game will be literally unwatchable. Bolnes sad, not caring, 
versus Stubel just parking the bus. Like, they're just going to pass it around for 90 minutes. Like, no shots will be registered. Um, yeah. So let's just say that they draw then, and that brings Stubel to 32 points. Basically, if Fortunas wins then, then they can Stupid. they could stay up. But if Stubel wins, then they're probably going to be fucked. I think I the only reason I say Stubal is because I think Portimonense wins Avs, and I think Tundela, even if they lose, yeah, yeah, thirty three points, they're safe. Like in my eyes, at least. So I mean, the I, I would love might be on Stubal to actually win the game because if you just assume yeah. that Avs is going to lose, then you have to win because the draw doesn't do it anymore. So, I, I mean, if Stubal has to win a game, what will they even do? You know, do they even have strikers. <laughs> do they know how to attack, like. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steph? <laughs> I think I think Stubel has the uh, upper hand and Tondela has the upper hand. And I think Portimonense is in trouble, even though they're playing against a trouble team, Avs, uh, with, uh, you know, when everyone knows what's going on. Uh, yeah. The only thing that Stubel and Tondela have to do is win their games. If they win their games, they'll stay. If they if they don't, then you're giving Portimonense a chance. So... My guess is Portimonense is gone. He's they're going to the second league. And I think Stubel will win with a shitty game, with a shitty goal. I mean, they will that, win. They haven't won since January. How can they win? They literally can't they, win. Uh, miracles happen every day, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they're gonna buy a you know a bottle of Porto wine like 80 years old and was they will. They, they're going to win that game. I'll yeah. bet you late down. All right. Did you I'm, hear what I said? I'm, what do you late say? down? I'm going late down in Philadelphia or what? Well, in Delaware. I live in Delaware. In Delaware? Okay, that's good. At least. Yeah. That's good. But if I win, then I'll have to win a late, I have to win a late down in Toronto, in Philadelphia. Hey, Toronto has decent late down. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Okay. We're not minded. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I listen. A part of me wants Stubal to stay up. A historic club. I, I you know, I, I'd want yeah. him to stay up just for Jose Mourinho. You know, yeah. Not a few lot. Not uh, like maybe a week ago he said how he was a Stubal fan. So yeah, he always uh, goes to their games. Yeah, he does. I'm, he does exactly. I'm not a friend of Mourinho. So. Então não és português, caralho. No. He never like he, ne he never liked sporting. He never liked sporting Mourinho. Never. Yeah. He, he started his career here. I know. He never bought one option. of our players. Never bought one of our players. Have you noticed that? Every club we went to never bought one of our players. You're right. Yeah. Well, you're right, yeah. yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but uh I don't know. He's he kind of shows sporting respect. I, I remember the only time I remember is the Chelsea Sporting game where on the Champions League, I believe it was the Champions League, and uh, Chelsea should have beat Sporting like 5 nothing, But they only won one nothing, and it was because Rui Patricio was uh, – or sorry, I said his name wrong. Ratu Patricio was on like some shit that game. He was saving everything. And even at the end of the game, he was like, oh, like it could have been more, but, you know, Rui Patricio almost uh, – But uh, – but yeah, hey. If you go to Stamper Bridge with Nabi Tsar and uh, Mauricio and only concede one, I mean, you've just it's a, a miracle just happened. 
Speaking of <laughs> Nabi Sar, and this I'll end it here. Rest in peace, brother. <laughs> Nabi Sar with a fucking ball and a half at Charlton this weekend. Oh going my down, god. Going down to League One. That's his reward. Who cares? He had a crazy ball. I want him back in Spartan right away. What a fucking pass. Cross field. Perfect. <laughs> he may become uh, available if, if Charlton clears out the roster now. Honestly, they, seeing they how Verandas bought Verandas <laughs> body Lottie, Verandas might buy sorry, to be honest, too. <laughs> Without a luck. All right. Unless anything else needs to be said. That's podcast number 76 in the books. Another great one, boys. Again, sorry for the technical difficulties in the beginning. Uh, just a special shout-out to Jordan B, a.k.a. Jordan Bentoncourt, of course. We got Lauren Jenks in the comments. Jose Costa George, or Ozzy Tuga. Uh, Francisco Matas in the comments today. We had David Pereira, uh, Braga's number one fan. Uh, even though, listen, I hope Braga stays in fourth, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm missing one more person, Juicebox Leal, in the comments as well, uh, and Nathan Thompson, and also we had uh, Daniel Baldwin in the comments. Shout out to everybody there. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Spartan160 underscore en, on Instagram Spartan160 en, on Facebook Spartan160 en. Um, Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for following us and, and asking the Twitter questions as well to Joel Young, Alkshit Youth, uh, Nunu Gabriel, and I hope I'm not forgetting anybody else. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, let's hope let's hope Spartan brings us some happiness this weekend. Viva Spartan. <laughs> <laughs>